Welcome to the Stewardship Matters podcast with William F. Robertson and Associates, where we explore where your faith and your finances intersect. As financial planners, we understand the importance of money. As Christians, we believe God has more for us. Please join your host, Richard Truitt, as we continue on this journey together. I'm here today with Victor Morrison, who is a pastor of First Baptist Church in Columbus. And as some of y'all may know, uh, I spend part of my time down here. My family spends most of their time down here. And Victor and his family have been so, so kind and so welcoming to to us. I'm so appreciative of that. And uh, Victor has kindly uh, offered to sit down with us today, sit down with me today. And we have a couple questions we're just going to run through on, on stewardship. And uh, he's a man of wisdom. He's also, he's been, a uh, not only is he pastor of First Baptist Columbus, but he's also been a missionary in Canada and Japan. So I think you've probably seen a few things, haven't you, Victor? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so um, anyway, we'll just, we'll just run through these questions and, and, and see where it goes. The, the first question is, what is one thing you can recommend to somebody who wants to structure their finances more in life with God's Word? Well, thank you, Richard. I appreciate this opportunity. And let me just say that question by itself is the right direction, <laughs> saying to structure our lives in line with God's Word and our finances. That's awesome. So uh, what I would say in response comes from Romans thirteen eight. It just says there, oh, no one anything except to love one another. You know, I would just say I recommend people living within their means because when we overspend and we reach beyond our means, I think that takes away from the overflow of love coming out of our lives. And so I think I, my number one thing I would recommend is that they not overspend or they're going to limit the overflow of love. How can you love and help other people if you yourself are way in debt and you're right. thinking, I can't help anybody else. I can't even take care of my own family and my own debt and my own needs. So that would be where I would begin. So you found like the love helps you to not overspend. I mean, you're concerned, more concerned with others than yourself. That's correct. Yeah. I think if I can limit my uh, personal you know, expenditures to the point that I have some savings, then I have this resource or this reservoir that I could help someone else and love could happen freely. But if I'm way in debt, then I'm only thinking about me right? and my, my needs and my bills and my budget and so forth. Well, that's neat. That's neat. But, um, my second question is what resource besides the Bible has been helpful in your stewardship journey? When I was a missionary in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, the International Mission Board, they would take us to training conferences. And at one of those training conferences, I heard some uh, information by a man named Dr. Richard Swinson, and he had written on the margin. Yes. And I've so he that. talked about margin so much. And it was like all of these uh. doors opened in my mind because he was referring to margin, not just from financial Right. But in terms of your energy, your emotions, your time, uh, everything, you know. And so that really impacted my life to hear what he had written and his concepts on margin. Of course, uh, from there, I also heard uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend 
I read about their book, uh, Boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. Yeah, same, same yeah. concept, really, that you just can't keep pushing life more and more to the extremes and overage and so forth. And so that, that prepared me when I first received a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Okay. And so Dave Ramsey's book also impacted me in terms of trying to uh, live within my means. All this same concept, you can see how I began to see that, hey, these men are all saying something very similar, and it's all rooted right here in Scripture. Yes. That, that's my personal story, how the Bible came alive to me, was that I saw the, the financial principles that I knew were true. Saw them in the Bible, and yes, they are. They've been there all along. Wish I'd a, seen them there earlier. Yeah, right. I wish I had it too. No, I know. Well, um, the third question is: What does the statement "God owns it all"? Boy, that is a loaded state question. In it, what does the statement "God owns it all" mean to you? I think for me, Richard, there's two things that come to my mind. The first one is: If He owns it all, then that makes me think, okay, then I'm a steward. That makes me think if if it really belongs to him, then I'm being entrusted with all these resources and all of this, you know, that I have in life, even my, my talents and abilities and gifts. I'm just a steward then if it all belongs yeah. to him. So that's one thing is I think, okay, in terms of accountability, that how am I doing with what he's given to me? That's one thing I think about. The second thing that I think about is if he owns it all, then it takes the load off of my shoulders. He will help supply. So I'm thinking he could move resources that he has anywhere around the world yeah. to help take care of me. And so it, it really blesses me and encourages me that if he owns it all, then I'm not in this by myself going through life, trying to take care of a family, trying to provide for a daughter in college, you know, right. trying to, you know, uh, fulfill the Great Commission around the world. I think all of those things really encourage me. If God owns it all, then he can supply my need. If God owns it all, then I'm a steward. So I need to look to him for guidance and direction and how to best use that, uh, that he's been put in my hands. So the anxiety that the world pushes on us, you, that's what you push back in a sense. I push back, you know. I push back and I think, no, I don't have to deal with all of that because I'm in God's hands and everything in life, it all belongs to Him. Yeah. So what, what a blessing that is yeah. to me. I love that concept. I wish I could remember that concept all the time. Yes, of me, me as well. But, you know? um, okay, we'll keep moving on. Uh, in what ways, including the Sabbath, do you think the Manus story is revel relevant today? I really do see it being relevant, especially when you go from that concept that you just, uh, we were talking about, God owns it all. Right. All right. Well, if he owns it all and he has placed here on this earth enough for us, then just like in the manna story, he said, you go and get what you need for your family and what you need for this day. You know, they could only get the manna for that right. day. And so I'm thinking, okay then that means he's provided what I need for today. And so I only need to, to get what I need for this day and use what I need for this day. And so if I'm going to save, if I'm going to give to other mm -hmm. people, that's great. You know, but I, I don't see myself in life as just a consumer, that I'm just going to, 
to get, get, get for me, me, and for my needs and for my desires and, and so forth. I've got to think beyond that and think about my family and think about what can I share with others that would uh, be available for them. For example, it's interesting that, that we're having this discussion because just the other day in our Minister Alliance meeting, they were asking me, well, uh, what did you share at the baccalaureate meeting whenever you uh, talk to the high school graduates? You know, because we take turns speaking to all the graduating oh, okay. classes. So they said, what did you talk about? You won't believe it. <laughs> I talked about this. I talked really? about stewardship and I talked about money. And I read from um, 1 Timothy chapter 6, there were a lot of verses in there I read about, you know, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and so forth. But the thing I focused on was this. In 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19, it says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Wow. And so what words of wisdom for me that I wanted to pass along to a younger generation, don't just give in to the materialism and consumerism. Think about it, you know. God gives us what we can enjoy, but then he also blesses us that we could share and and pass along those blessings with other people. Wow, and it's so hard, I guess, on a day-by-day basis with the world crushing oh, in on us. I'm telling you, the commercials <laughs> and everything, advertising gets me sometimes, you know, and I have to just wake up, you know, and the Bible helps me to wake up and understand okay. what my purpose is. Because we're all rich, I guess, in this country. We are. You know, um, being a missionary, I, I took groups to Bangladesh. Wow. I took groups to India. And I remember in India, one particular scene stood out where there was a, a woman and what appeared to be her son, and the woman was laying on a cardboard box, and I think that's all she had, and the son was standing there beside her, bouncing a rubber ball against that wall. And I thought to myself, that could have been me. I could yeah. have been born in India. Sure. Or uh, when I dealt with the the people that were underprivileged, you know, in Bangladesh, and you know, the men were talking about working in the, the tea farms where they raised tea and all this. I, I was thinking about, it could have been me. Wow. You know, one man in Bangladesh sat there all day long breaking bricks. And so that was his, yeah. that was what he did because they don't have rocks. So that he would take bricks and he would break the brick, huh. you know, into little bitty giblets. He had a glove on and he had a hammer in his hand. And so he would just break that. And I thought, that could have been me, you know? Yeah, no comment. And so I'm thinking, just like you said, we don't realize how blessed we are in this country and how much we have that we could share with those who don't. And so that's why I was taking Japanese there. And one of them was a Japanese uh, producer. He made commercials. And uh-huh. so when we went to uh, Bangladesh, you know, he said, I went there thinking I was going to teach them but he said, really, they taught me wow. as they shared what they had with us, you know. And so yeah. it was it was just life changing. I, I, yeah, I'm, that's the call is reverse missions is what I hear. Yes, I, sir. I, that's I, right. I, need, oh. I wish I could go on one of those. But, I know. It, yes. uh, it, it's really fantastic. I encourage you to because yeah. it, it will change your life. It will wow. impact you. Wow. 
Because you come back and you don't see things the same yeah, it's, way. That's, you know, we think it's like being in this culture is like a fish in water. You don't realize there's water. Yes. And, yeah, that's exactly and we're right. We're so immersed in commercialism. We are. I heard I heard a phrase the other day that it's like we were born on third base and we think we've hit a triple. And, <laughs> that's a good one. I've yeah. never heard that. That's great. Yeah, we have, we have right. no concept of, of where we are. That's yeah, so uh, true. But uh, it's still it doesn't make it any easier, does it, to live in this culture? No, it doesn't make it easy. Well, I guess we need each other. We need each other, and uh, that's why I appreciate what you're doing as a coach. You know, of coaching people in financial matters because we need that. I need it. I know I need it. I do it more, I guess, like you said, I get more out of it than I, than I give into it. But, um, yeah. well, the, the last question is more of a fun question. Um, and it's my, one of my favorite stories in, in the, in the gospels is it's Matthew 19 when the rich young ruler comes and asks Jesus, what do I need to do to be saved? Hmm. And Jesus responds, you know, give away all that you own. And he walks away sad. Yes. What happened to him? Yes. That's a great <laughs> question. Wow. <laughs> You know, I'm really thinking about that question and I'm thinking, okay, the first thing I noticed about that is he already was empty. He had a lot of great Uh possessions and Uh he said, what is it that I need to do? So even with all that he already had, I noticed that materialism can never satisfy. So the first thing I think he was looking for was a deeper satisfaction than what he already had. And so that was the first thing I noticed is materialism does not satisfy. The second thing I noticed was how he had great possessions, but I believe that it's reversed. I believe that those possessions possessed him. I I think of the word slavery, really. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the rich young ruler was experienced the freedom that I think we have whenever, you know, we come to Christ and if we've been living for things, material things, or living for money, and that's been the driving force in our life, greed or whatever, when that is is taken away and we experience the fresh air of freedom in Christ, I just get excited about it, you know, because I think this guy could have had that, which leads me to the third thing, (laughs) is the sorrow. Like you said, he walked away away sorrowful, Uh is exactly what the Bible says. And I think that It just goes to show, once again, he was looking for satisfaction. He was offered that satisfaction that would only be found in Christ. Jesus knew the only way I'm going to help this guy is if he just gives away what he has. And he wasn't willing to do it. So he was so sorrowful. And so what I thought last was he missed out on salvation. There he was, you know, the door, the door of salvation is right there in front of him. And, and he walked away from that door. And riches and got in the way of that. Riches got in the way of that. And so uh, I just felt so um, impacted by that story. That story really spoke to me a lot in Japan because, you know, I felt like I was trying to reach a lot of rich young rulers that were there. Uh-huh. Salaried men that yes. I was working with. And I felt like that so many of them, when I would go home on the trains and I would see them on the way back out to their suburban uh apartments that they lived in and townhouses i thought to myself they don't look happy they just look completely drained of life and uh whenever we would introduce them to christ that's when i saw the joy come up you know and it was exciting i bet that was yeah i've never thought about that but the japanese culture i guess is they're known for yes uh, yeah they're so intelligent there's the technology i mean it's all there i mean they have so much 
going for them, you know, materially. Mm. And, and they, they live in a beautiful uh, country. All the islands of Japan are beautiful, you know. And so, so much they have, but yet if they don't have Christ, they're missing yeah. that one thing like the rich young ruler, yeah. you know. So anyway, so, yeah. so do you think he went away and gave away his, I don't, I, but most of the, the way the story leads you is he, he went away and he just left back to his riches. Exactly. That's what I think. I okay. think he, he went away that way and, and it's just too bad. I yeah. mean, you know, it could have been a happy ending that uh, story, but life doesn't always end that way. You know, I mean, some people spend their whole lives unhappy and struggling and and so forth and they never meet christ and they never go to the biblical no. principles that you know you're trying to introduce people to and so i just i'm so excited that yeah. this is what you're doing oh thank you, you. I, I'm really well, i appreciate you taking the time to to sit down with me and, and go through job. these five questions and hopefully we can do it again in the future i love that but thank love you that. victor uh-huh thank you richard Thank you for listening to another Stewardship Matters podcast of William F. Robertson and Associates. To pursue this discussion further, please look to the resources on our website, www.wfrplanning.com. Our contact information can be found on the website, and we would love to hear from you. Securities offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated member of FINRA and SIPC, advisory service offered through Genio's Wealth Management.